Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Robardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And the New York Giants came crashing back down to earth yesterday, losing to the New Orleans Saints on the road. Of course, the three-game winning streak, the Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito uh, mania, was a lot of fun for us, especially for me. But now that we've suffered that defeat and we are 5-9 and nine on the season, it looks like the playoff hopes are dead. Now, were they ever really alive? Probably not. And I knew that. But I just wanted to be a dreamer. I wanted to hope and see Tom and DeVito lead us to the promised land. I knew it wasn't realistic. I knew that it was probably going to end in disappointment, and now it finally has. So, the Giants, 5-9, and nine, holding a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, according to ESPN Analytics, holding a 59% chance of landing a top 5 pick in the NFL draft. It's a tough schedule upcoming in these final three weeks of the season, and again, it looks like the New York Giants season really is officially over. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that, talk about this offensive line that really just sunk this ship. I mean, you could talk about yesterday's game and how bad the offensive line was, but it's really been a year-long thing, multi-year-long thing. It's been happening for seasons and seasons, and yesterday's game really highlighted the desperate need that the Giants have for uh, reinforcements on the offensive line. So we'll go ahead and talk about that as well and really just discuss the future status of this team with three weeks left to play in the 2023 season. But before we dive into all that, make sure to like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? How are you feeling after yesterday's playoff hope-killing loss? Well, you know, as I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, you know, I, I might as well buy into the playoff kind of narrative if we're going to win three consecutive games. But this Giants team, as we both can acknowledge, is not a good team. Um, you know, the New Orleans Saints put them in their place. Uh, we, we saw two bad teams in the Patriots and obviously the Washington Commanders go up against the Giants and they were embarrassed or really it was just kind of a low scoring ordeal for the most part except for that Washington game where Tommy DeVito had like three passing touchdowns and then the Packers just didn't show up. Um, so that was kind of a, I think that was more of an anomaly in their season up to this point, or at least over the last couple of weeks. Um, and then you look at kind of this weekend against New Orleans, they didn't have Ryan Ramchick, they didn't have Chris Olave, they were down two major offensive players, and they just shredded our defense, man, our defense struggled. Um, Alvin Kamara was dominant, as he usually is. Um, they made the most of guys like Jawan Taylor, uh, or Jawan Johnson rather, had a couple of big catches, including a touchdown at the end. And the Giants' offense struggled, and, you know, you mentioned it, the offensive line. Once again, we have to be thinking about how to reinforce that unit. So here's the truth, guys. Everyone that's going to call for the Giants to use a top pick on an offensive lineman or an offensive tackle or whatever it might be, keep in mind, rookie players don't usually dominate right off the bat. Keep in mind that if you go out and draft an offensive lineman, they are probably going to suck in their first season. You know, it, it takes a year or two for offensive linemen to really find their ground, you know, find their groove. It's not going to be a plug-and-play solution. So, like, everyone's like, oh, we need to find a guy in the first round or a second round. I, I do think that getting a guy in the second round to develop for a year or two would be a good scenario. It's not a solution. You know what I mean? We're right back where we started next year because we have to now develop a player who is going to struggle um, in year one. So, you know, my my solution, I think you probably agree with this, throw a little bit of money at it or trade for somebody. You know, I think that's kind of what the Giants need to do. Um, I, you can't trust Evan Neal. He can't stay healthy. Clearly, he's not a very good player anyway. 
they need to go out and sign a right tackle or trade for a guy on an expiring deal that they can look to extend. Maybe someone that's like on the rise, but on a team that needs draft capital. Um, you know, there's going to be a team out there that's looking to rebuild. Like, you know, for example, the Panthers or whatever it might be. They, you know, they changed some coaches. Um, there's going to be some teams that that fire sell everybody. You know, the Raiders are probably going to be in a weird spot. With, even though Antonio Pierce is doing a tremendous job over there, love the guy. Um, there are going to be teams here that do see some turnover, and with that being said, you know the, the Giants may be able to capitalize on that, try to grab a decent offensive lineman, trade for a second-round pick, let them rebuild a little bit. Um, you know there, there will be some opportunities, but the Giants need to throw resources at that offensive line, and it just can't be draft capital. It's got to be money, got to be picks um, in terms of trading for established talent because we can't sustain this any longer. And, and a lot of people make a lot of people make the argument if we go out and get a new quarterback, which I am one hundred and twenty-five percent down for, Tommy DeVito. Great, great story. Although I did hear that. I don't know if you saw that tweet that he did uh, cancel his agent canceled a like meet and greet with an autograph signing. It was $10,000 at some pizza place. His agent canceled it and then demanded $20,000. Classic Italian businessman, dude. <laughs> That's a classic freaking move. But kind of stupid. I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're 20 seconds of fame. Don't ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, it definitely stained it a little bit. Um, obviously, hopefully he can continue developing into a decent backup. And that that's really all I see him as. I know, you know, you, you also believe that he's probably going to become a backup. Um, but, you know, don't want to cap him by any means. I still think that the Giants are better off going in the direction of drafting a quarterback, a guy with really, really great talent um, on day one, that they really has no ceiling. Um, and I think that that's probably the direction we end up going. And with that being said... I do feel as though a lot of people's argument relies on, you know, the offensive line can't protect a young rookie quarterback. And that's why I love Jaden Daniels, because he can make the most out of a little. And he can also make the most out of a lot. So I do think that he is a perfect kind of situation to transition to, like, a bad offensive line. We're still developing that part of the of the team for a decade. Jaden Daniels can help hide that a little bit and give them a little bit of confidence. Um, so I think that that's probably a direction I'd be willing to go in. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the offense? We've discussed this a lot. We're going to dive into, like, individual players during the offseason. But drafting, yes, like, obviously you want to draft and, like, have guys and rookie deals. But it's not realistic when you, can't, when you can't expect to get good players right off the bat in the draft. Like, you can't expect them to be impact players on day one. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so, you know, especially if you're going to use your first-round pick on a quarterback. So, you know, how do you feel about the offensive line right now? Justin Pugh, you know, really bad game yesterday. That was that was just ugly. And he acknowledged it after the game. It was not good. Yeah, I mean, Justin Pugh really, really struggled in yesterday's game. To his credit, though, he was playing through an injury. He had a calf injury that kept him limited at practice during the week. So to see him struggle so badly on Sunday wasn't a surprise. But honestly, I think it highlighted to a lot of Giants fans, if you take a look at the tape and you look at the way Justin Pugh has been playing since he joined this team, it hasn't been good. He really brought a lot to this team in the locker room. He's a great leader. He started taking the offensive linemen and the quarterbacks out to dinner. Like, he set up a lot of things as a leader in the locker room, which was really important. The Giants really needed that at the time that they signed Justin Pugh, but they also really needed an improvement in offensive line play, and they didn't necessarily get that. He hasn't been good this season. Again, I love Justin Pugh. I love what he's brought to this team, and he's pr provided tremendous amount of value, but he's not bringing you great, consistent football. That's not what he's doing. Uh, so Giants fans do need to realize that there are valuable players on this team that maybe aren't good football players. 
players, Justin Pugh being one of them, and he should by no means prevent the Giants from seeking reinforcements in the offseason because left guard is going to be one of their biggest positions of need, if not their biggest. I mean, I would put quarterback as the biggest position of need with all of the uncertainty surrounding Daniel Jones and the future of that position for the Giants, but if you take the quarterback out of the equation and you look at other needs on this roster, offensive guard is absolutely paramount. That is That has been a struggle for the Giants for years. They've struggled to find any type of solution to this problem. I mean, Josh Azidu, sure, I think that one day he could be a good player, but maybe after getting beat down to a pulp during the beginning portion of this season at left tackle, I don't know if his future is as bright, uh, even at left guard going forward. Same with Marcus McKethan, got beat up really badly during the beginning of the season, and now I'm questionable on how I feel for his future. I think that one theme we can find, though, Alex, from this season uh, is a lack of development from the Giants offensive linemen and a lack of improvement on the little things. Right, We saw this offensive line struggle with stunts from week one, and it's week 15, and they still don't know how to recognize or pick up any stunts. And it just shows me really poor coaching. I think that this is a coaching problem more so than anything. Yes, it's also a talent problem. The Giants don't have a good right tackle. They don't have a good left guard. I understand that. But if you take a look at Andrew Thomas at left tackle, that's a stud. You take a look at center John Michael Schmitz, that's a young player who should be playing a lot better than he is right now. He should at least be showing signs of improvement week to week, and he really isn't. And then you take a look at Ben Bredesen at right guard. He's a solid player, but again, Overall, this offensive line struggled to show signs of improvement throughout the year and really just messed up all the little things. They didn't pick up stunts. They didn't know how to get the right protections called. Their communication was poor. And again, to me, that looks like a coaching problem. So I think that the real solution to this offensive line is finding a new offensive line coach or finding a new strategy on how to coach these guys. Bobby Johnson clearly not getting the job done throughout the season. If you want to talk about scapegoats, you want to talk about holding people accountable uh, and disciplining guys who don't execute. It's a results-based business in the NFL. Bobby Johnson's results have been really poor all year long and even last year. I think that Bobby Johnson will be the scapegoat in the situation and maybe scapegoat isn't even the proper term because he's probably deserving of getting fired for what he's done this year. So I think that that's going to be priority number one is for the Giants to find a new coach to get this unit to develop properly and get those little things done right. And then of course, as you mentioned, Going into the draft, the Giants are probably going to have to take a couple offensive linemen in the middle rounds, maybe even early. I wouldn't take one in the first round for the reasons that you mentioned. I think it's more important for the Giants to get someone who can start and impact your offensive line immediately, and that will happen through finding a veteran through free agency or trade. But the draft, yes, it's a great option to build a young core for your team. I would rather see the Giants reset their rookie quarterback window or maybe get an elite edge rusher to play alongside Kayvon Thibodeau for the next few years on a on a bargain contract, but I don't think that investing more picks into offensive linemen and expecting them to make an impact from year one is really the right strategy. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. The Giants are going to have to make a lot of changes to their unit up front. I think that the holdovers will be Andrew Thomas and John Michael Schmitz, but other than that, I think that they have three spots open on their offensive line, which is not where they want to be. Yeah, Evan Neal still factors into this equation somehow. Uh, He'll find the place on the line probably, but I don't think that he's guaranteed a starting job, and in fact, I think he's going to have to fight really hard 
hard to prove that he deserves one because he really hasn't shown in any way that he does. Uh, he's got three weeks left in this regular season. If he returns from injury and plays, maybe he can show some confidence to the Giants organization, you know, give them a reason to let him compete for a starting job. But honestly, I think that the Giants are kind of in the same headspace that fans are in the fact that we know that Evan Neal is a bad football player and it's time to seek a replacement. So I think there's going to be a lot of changes to the offensive line this offseason, Alex, but I do want to know your thoughts on changing the coaching offensive line coach Bobby Johnson and not getting the job done. I know he's a player that we were kind of excited about when, when the Giants first hired him. We read some good things about him, saw the development of some of the offensive linemen over in Buffalo, really read about his mentality and the way that he compared his coaching style to others, and we bought in. We thought it was exciting, and also we trusted Brian Dable to get the hiring right, but unfortunately it appears as though Brian Dable did not get the hiring right, and I have to assume that he's going to be making a change at the offensive line coach position, uh, but what are your thoughts on that? You know, Do you think that it's, it's right to make Bobby Johnson the scapegoat here, or do you think that the problem is less so coaching and more so a lack of talent? I mean, uh, it, it, that's such a loaded question because I think there's they're all bad. You know what I mean? The only player that was good this year is Andrew Thomas. It's the only one. And Bobby Johnson's been bad. You know, Justin Pugh's been bad. John Michael Schmitz has had a really tough rookie year. Ben Bredesen's been bad at right guard. Evan Neal and Tyree Phillips are, you know, not good players. Um, and, and look, something has to be said about the Texans having a decent line, despite the fact that, you know, they lost six players to IL, um, you know, IR. So, you know, now you ask yourself, the the Giants failed to come together. Why is it? And and, and Anthony, this is my this is my take. Why is it that it took Justin Pugh to lead these group of men? You know what I mean? All he is is a leader, right? All he he's not a, he's not a great player anymore. Clearly, he's been bad for weeks. Um, he's a he's a fine flexible backup. That is what he is, and I think that's a valuable piece to have for what it's worth. A guy that can play multiple positions at a competent level, like that's that's a that's valuable. But why is it that our leader was a guy we signed off the freaking couch? You know what I mean? The offensive line coach should be rallying those troops, should be motivating those guys. Um, you know, the cohesion, the chemistry, the development, it should be on him. It should not be on a guy you just plucked off off the freaking couch to play left guard or like tackle for you. That's not what it should be. That's a coaching problem to me. Um, so with that being said, I do believe like, well, like Andrew Thomas is outspoken. He seems to be a leader. Like why isn't why isn't he the guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like any, I think he is the guy. Unfortunately, there's a lack of talent. And there's a lack of coaching there. The Giants need to fire Bobby Johnson not because he he should be a scapegoat, because he's not, but because he's not doing a good job. Like that's the simple reality. Um, if you're not doing a good job, you should not be professional, you know, coaching professional sports um, or professional unit for for the Giants. Um, with that being said, the Giants need to throw liter legit money at a really good coach to come in here. You know what I mean? They need to throw. Look, the money does not count against the salary cap. You know what I mean? Throw a mil, throw a two mil on a really good offensive line coach that is going to come in here and help you turn this unit around once and for all. Because the Giants are a laughing stock. Think about how much more money they would make. That million, two million dollars would be made in one day if our offensive line could give our quarterback any sense of time in the pocket. You know what I mean? All the chicken tendies that would be sold would pay for the offensive line coach in one freaking game. Um, so, like, that's that's kind of how I see it. Like, it's a, it's a major investment to make because, you know, obviously you're paying him really big money, but the Giants are, are failing because of their offensive line most seasons. Like, their defense has been solid for the most part. It's their offensive line that has been one of the worst it's been ever. Like, the, one of the worst lines in football for a decade. You know what I mean? Throw some money at the, at the coaching position. Ask him what he needs. You know, what do we need to do here? We have some really good, some really good you know, draft selections. We have some money that we can spend in the free agency market. What do, what do, you, what do we have to do here to get this thing right? Um, so... 
That's my personal opinion. Go get a real established coach that has a successful uh, history in the NFL coaching offensive line. So that's my take on that. I don't think Bobby Johnson necessarily is a scapegoat. I think he's just fired because he's not a great coach. And, like, that sucks. Um, and, and, you know, I wish the best. He seems like a good guy. I have nothing bad to say about him as a, as a man. But, unfortunately, the offensive line has been really bad. And, like, if you're not good at your job, unfortunately, sometimes it requires change. Um, so, you know, at this point, I do believe that there's going to be changes there. Um, there's going to probably be a couple changes. Thomas McGoffey is another one. Our, our special teams unit is routinely awful. Like, just every single week. It's like, what? The only good thing about this season has been Jamie Gillen, who kicked a 40-yard field goal yesterday. Um, he's been a really solid punter this year. He obviously, he's been really, really consistent. Um, you know, Gunnar Olszewski has been a really solid punt returner for us because we didn't have a guy that could catch previously before that. Ask me why our coaching staff feels as though we need to be you walking out Eric Gray who can't catch to, to field punts. I don't know. I, I really just don't know. Um, so at this point in time, changes are needed. Going to have to spend some money. Going to have to use your draft capital in some ways. Um, but yes, like to the crowd of people that say we cannot draft a quarterback because our offensive line is terrible, having the quarterback makes your offensive line a lot less of a problem. Re reinvesting into your offensive line to, to correct that with a really great coach can help you solve that problem. So you draft a great quarterback, you can do a lot with a little, and then you take your resources, you get yourself a really great coach, and then you invest some money or draft picks in terms of trading them or finding a second-round guy that can develop with some upside. Um, maybe just really good at pass protection or really good at run block. You need to develop the other portion of it, and you go from there. So, like, right now, you know, the Giants have options. This is not the end of the story, but they got to throw some real money at this, at this coaching position because it, it, we can't keep going on like this and expecting different results. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that the offensive line coach position is the top assistant position that the New York Giants need to overturn this offseason. I mean, look at how bad this unit has been for years and years. And again, I just hearken back to the lack of development. I really like the point that you made about the lack of leadership in the offensive line room. That's a really great point to make that I hadn't even fully thought of. Um, of course, I mentioned the Justin Pugh situation, how he stepped in as the leader. But you're right, that did highlight the situation here where the offensive line coach was not leading this unit properly. And that is something that the the Giants need to change. They need to find a true leader of men to be that offensive line coach. And again, they need to find somebody who's keen at developing these players because they do have young talents on this offensive line. Evan Neal is a young talent, John Michael Schmitz, and you've got Marcus McKethan and Josh Azidu. In an ideal world, those four would have been starting with Andrew Thomas at left tackle this season. But that's not possible because these guys have not developed since they've gotten here last year. So that really, to me, highlights a lack of development, a lack of proper coaching on Bobby Johnson's part. So, I, you know, it, it's it's going to be difficult. You never want to see somebody lose their job. But in this situation, the Giants do need to make a difficult uh, decision here and find a new offensive line coach, in my opinion. But other than that, we've got three weeks left in this regular season. Alex, what's the outlook here? You know, I, I mean, obviously, we're barreling towards a top five pick. For a minute there, we were barreling, barreling towards a top three pick. Then it looked like maybe we'll fall outside the top 10. Now the analytics say there's a 59% chance that it is a top 
top five pick for the Giants. So I'm assuming that you're ready to start looking ahead to draft season, start looking ahead to the offseason. Of course, Giants still got to handle business. They still got three games left, but it's against the Eagles, the Rams, and the Eagles again. So winning any of those three games is going to be probably an insurmountable challenge for this New York Giants team. But how are you feeling with the season finally coming to a close? I assume you're just ready to get it over with, uh, ready to see this offseason take shape. But what what are you keeping an eye on throughout these final three games that might have a significant impact on some of the things that you're looking at in this upcoming offseason? You know, I think I've seen enough, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I've seen enough to know exactly what I feel um, needs to happen here. Look, we have a nice couple of young pieces. Kayvon's had a good year. Deontay Banks has had a solid rookie season. Um, you know, Bobby Okereke, Micah McFadden are a legit, you know, linebacker duo. Dexter Lawrence without without Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence remains a monster. Um, Ashawn Robinson has been a really nice piece. You know, I think we should keep him. Uh, you know, there, there are some nice players here. McKinney is obviously a big question mark, but, you know, we'll see if the Giants look to extend him. Uh, we could use the CB2. Adore Jackson got absolutely destroyed yesterday. So, you know, there there there's some pieces we need. I don't know what else I'm going to see over the next three weeks that's going to tell me um, what this team needs to fix. Uh, we're going to be the get, I guarantee you, we're going to be the get right game for the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to get absolutely destroyed. They're going to get back on, on the wagon. They're going to end up pushing deep into the postseason. We are, that is what we are to them. Um, and, you know, at this, at this point in time, you know, the last three weeks of the year really just represents to me a chance for them to kind of develop some young players. I'd like to see Adore Jackson not take another snap. Why? Because Trey Hawkins should be getting every single rep. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the type of stuff that I think needs to be happening now. Um, you start benching these older, high expensive guys because the playoffs are now a pipe dream. Um, in fact, they're not even a pipe dream. They're not realistic. Uh, so now it's time to develop your guys. It's time to start starting your youngsters. It's time to start getting these guys involved and giving them every rep possible. Um, so, for example, you know, guys like Sterling Shepard obviously hasn't been playing, should no longer, shouldn't be playing. You know, even I'd even say, like, we need to see more Jalen Hyatt, more targets, more Wondell Robinson. Um, we need to be featuring Daniel Bellinger even more in the passing game because, you know, we don't know what Waller's future holds. So, you know, I, I just... I just don't know. Like, it really just comes down to playing the youth. Um, I think Tommy DeVito remains the starter. Tom, uh, Brian Dable said as much. Uh, Tyra Taylor's career here, tenure here, is coming to an end. And, you know, we just get our Sundays back in a couple weeks, my friends. It's going to be really annoying three weeks to get through because we really don't care. But major draft implications. I think ESPN has the Giants at a 59% chance of landing a top five pick. So... At the very least, my friends, we're going to be in in the mix for a quarterback. Like, we're going to have a chance. Like, we're probably losing to the Eagles twice because they just lost a couple games. They're going to need to play that Week 18 game with their starters most likely now. So, um, especially because Dallas lost yesterday, that 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 um, NFC East kind of race is going to be really close. So that game is going to be important. Um, and obviously, you know, the Rams are a good team. Like, they're probably going to dog walk us. And, you know, I, I do, I do uh, feel as though this rest of the year – is more so just going to be about the draft. And we're going to be waiting for the draft in, in 2024, and we'll keep you guys updated on all those fronts. But, you know, the quarterback, it's it, the new quarterback is very much in the picture. And I, and I think, and you guys know my stance, I don't trust DJ coming off an ACL tear to save this team. I can guarantee you Brian Dable and Joe Shane, with basically one more year to get this thing right, isn't going to bet on Daniel Jones with an ACL tear to save their jobs. Because I certainly would not be banking on Daniel Jones, who had most of his production, not most, but a good portion, 700 rushing yards last year and multiple touchdowns. I'm not betting on him to come back and run his way to this to, to wins. There's just no way. I, I just can't see it happening. So um, right now, 
heavily looking at the quarterbacks. We're going to obviously break all those players down in the offseason. You know, but for now, we just survived the next couple of weeks. And, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride, my friends. You know, another down season, but we appreciate you guys always being involved with us and, and watching and listening. And, you know, we're all diehard fans here. And, you know, we just want to win football games. And we're hoping the Giants can finally figure this thing out. Yeah, I mean, I, that's 100% true. Listen, it's been a struggle of a season to get through in many ways, and it's not over yet. We've still got three weeks left in this regular season. Have to struggle through two more divisional matchups that we're very unlikely to find wins in. But, of course, I do appreciate all the Fireside Giants viewers and listeners joining us all season long um, and continuing to join us for these final three weeks. And, listen, it, it's one of those situations where we were grasping at straws, you know, trying to find the semblance of hope for these past three weeks. The Giants went on a winning streak. Maybe it really hurt their draft position and hurt the future of the franchise. We'll know in five years from now whether or not it did. Uh, but you can't really say that right now. And honestly, I'm, I'm still really happy with the way that these last three weeks went. Like, I loved the Tommy DeVito story. And I still think I still will stand on my business. I will stand on what I was saying. I always thought he would be a good backup. But it is still unfair to cap his ceiling. And I think that he's still got some time over these final three weeks to develop a little bit more. And then probably sit behind the quarterback next year. Continue to develop. Develop. I don't think that the Tommy DeVito story is necessarily completely written. I think that he's still an undercooked product and needs more time to develop, probably behind the scenes as a backup. But one day, I think around the league, we might see Tommy DeVito as a starter again, whether it be with the Giants or elsewhere in years future. So, uh, I, and again, I, I think points that you made there. Yeah, we know ma mainly what the Giants need to do this offseason. We know what this team is, and it's a bad team. But there are still some questions, and I like the a couple that you mentioned what's going on with Darren Waller in this offseason we need to see more Daniel Bellinger what's going on in the receiving core we need to see more Jalen Hyatt I don't really understand the lack of involvement for some of these playmakers in the Giants offense and again that opens up a larger question for the offseason what goes on at the OC position does Mike Kafka remain there does Brian Dable take the reins what happens there's many storylines to follow and again there are going to be some key things that I'm keeping an eye on through these final three weeks of the season so I can get some better answers on guys like Jalen Hyatt um, and a few others uh, as the Giants prepare to probably make some significant roster changes and personnel and coaching changes uh, in the offseason so it'll be interesting and of course we're going to update you on everything that the New York Giants do this offseason right here on Fireside Giants so make sure to like if you did enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new ring the bell so you don't miss an episode comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section if you're listening on our app or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants without further ado we'll catch you all in the next one have a good one and let's go giants